You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. Feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now, please, get off this planet. While you still have a choice. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Earth Station Who. We are here. We have some exciting news. We have some great news, folks. That's right. I had to start with this. You know, we are getting Graham back in less than three weeks. That's right. Cheers for everyone. Cheers. It's Graham Day. It's Graham. Best news ever. Exactly. We have, as of this recording, it's three weeks till the... On the, till the first of January, when Graham is back, he oh is back, God. folks. I can't wait to twirl my baton and dance through the hall. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Oh, by the way, we are talking tonight about the Macro Terror. That's right, folks. The rest, fully animated, fat restored, whatever you want to call it, uh, lost story featuring crabs. <laughs> You know, and it's it, it's interesting. It's going to be a fun one to talk about, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crabby jokes going on. So it'll be, you know, grab your crab and, you know, just hold on for the ride. Melted butter will be at the door. So it's going to be awesome. We have a great crew to join us and talk about it all tonight. And we have, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And, of course, Mary Ogle is here. Hey. Everybody, it's great to be here on National Graham Day. <laughs> <laughs> or should we have the music from this episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing? Oh God! Well, we were always looking forward to something that was going to beat the River Song theme for most annoying. It is a. It is a. Close. It is a very obnoxious earworm. Let me tell you, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go look at the second doctor with Jamie, Polly, and Ben. Ah, very crowded TARDIS. And it'll be interesting to talk all about it. But, of course, we want to hear from you guys at home and hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday. You know, tell us, what are you guys doing for your holiday? Are you Do you guys do a Whovian-themed holiday or what? You know, what kind of geeky stuff do you do for your holiday? We would love to hear from you with that. Please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. Let's talk about it. We could talk about it on the air. You know, just send us emails, send us, you know, audio, or even if you want to send us a video, you know, we'd love to see it. You know, just send it to our email. We definitely would. Or, you know, even that, or we do have a wonderful Facebook group for Earth Station Who. We have some great people up there and, you know, post the videos of your holiday, how you guys are planning on spending it and everything. So it should be, you know, very cool to do. And, it's always fun to talk with, you know, these folks here that I'm going to be chatting with in a sec. And, you know, with Graham Day, you know, clicking forward closer and closer, we've gotten official news from the BBC that it is January 1st, both in the UK and here in North America. We are getting Doctor Who back. Yes. Yes, finally. <laughs> finally. But you know that means that... You know, it's only going to be 10 weeks, and then we're back in the, the same pickle yeah. we were in. You know, yeah, ten... I, um, I was not expecting them to, to bring it back on New Year's Day and then do the rest of the season. Yeah, right that was then. a big surprise. Well, it's not, technically, it's not even 10 weeks, because the first episode is on the 1st, and the second episode is on the 5th of January. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, it's a two-parter. Two and then we're, from there, we only have nine weeks. So... BBC, what are you doing to us? But the good news is they are already working on season 13. It's already been confirmed. Woohoo! 
So we don't have to maybe wait that long for Graham again. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, they've, you know, had little stories and such. And, you know, we're not going to talk about rumors yet. You know, we, we try not to, you know, every once in a blue moon, I open my big trap and, you know, you never would know what comes out of it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And of course, we'll be coming to you with each episode. I think what we had decided though, on the show that we're not going to put out an episode right after the first one, since it's a two-parter, we're going to come to you after the two-parter is done for the first for the first storyline. Then from there of uh, the season, we'll be coming back to you weekly. So it should be pretty awesome. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. So it should be a lot of fun to talk about Doctor Who with you guys. And, you know, if you, anyone wants to join us for any of those episodes, we'd love to have a guest sitting in with us for each episode of that. So please, you know, write us. It'd be great to have our, one of our listeners or friends of the show or both, hopefully, <laughs> you know, join us for, you know, Graham Weekly. So it's awesome. <laughs> Grand, we should, should call the show the Graham Weekly Show. I, I know Graham Norton wouldn't be too happy about that, but the Graham Weekly Show with his traveling companions. <laughs> Maybe. Graham Norton should be honored to walk in the shadow of Graham. Yeah. <laughs> to share the first name with the almighty Graham. Wow. I can't believe we're saying this with straight faces too, which is really awesome. Yeah, we're we're all in. Oh, we're all in at this point. So definitely, we are all in. We're ready for it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Jody wearing a bow tie. So it's awesome. So that I could say, and you know, it's going to be tons of fun. I hope everyone at home is looking forward to it on New Year's Day. It's now become a tradition. You know, with starting last year you know, to spend New Year's Day hungover and watch the Graham show. So it's awesome. So, you know, he helps with all hangovers too. So it's good. What better way to start off the new year? I can't think of one. Nope, exactly. Other than that, um, Doctor Who News, you know, they're building towards, you know, what they're going to be going for with Doctor Who. And, you know, there's, you know, talking about, you know, that, you know, they came out today, you know, saying the BBC and Chris Chibnall said, oh, the Daleks will not be appearing in season 12, but we know for a fact they're going to be in next year's New Year's special. So, you know, duh. So, yeah. so technically it's not season 12. So we're not going to Chris. Chris, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, are you guys cool with you know, going, f- starting the two-parter with, at the beginning of the season like that? Um, you mean recording? Yeah, no. You mean just having a two-parter? I a mean, two-parter they, didn't have any two, they didn't have any two-parters last season, and I think they actually needed two-parters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it might have helped them. So I'm, yeah, I'm I, kind of glad that there are, at least have one. I love that. Uh, I mean, I love the reason I got one of the reasons I got hooked to Doctor Who was because I like the serialized storytelling and anything that kind of calls back to that. I'm a fan of. Yeah, me, mm. me, me too. I'm I'm glad that they're. I mean, a two parter is just right. It doesn't drag it out too much. Well, exactly, and it was wonderful. You know, I loved the Capaldi season when they had almost the whole season. Oh, that all was an two-parters. awesome season. That was such a good season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's when you had the Zygon story. Yeah. Which is one of the best new, to me, that's one of the best new part, you know, new who two-parters, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there were some duds, but, but overall the season was really good. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what they bring about, and here's to it. Anyone who, you know, went to Chicago TARDIS, I know a couple of our network people were there. I know Nathan from the 42 cast was, 
I think one or two other of our friends was there also. You know, I hope you guys had a great time over Thanksgiving weekend. It was supposed to be an amazing show. And, you know, some of the pictures I saw of costumes were awesome. And it's always nice to go to a Doctor Who con like that. Sadly enough, here in Atlanta, we don't have a Doctor Who con really anymore. Yeah, but I mean, we have the next best thing because we have one uh, next next state over. That's true. It's always fun to go to Alabama with a banjo on our knee. It's cool. <laughs> so it's great. You know, our friends at Con K are planning a big show, and they actually announced Donna is going to be their big guest this year. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is going to be very, very cool to meet Donna Noble. And if all things, you know, go our way, Fingers crossed, toes crossed, and in, you know, Graham, we trust, you know, basically, hopefully, we'll have her here on the podcast. Now, I don't know if, uh, you know, if this is, I don't know what this implies, but uh, I mean, I thought, you know, with the first episode and the second episode, we're kind of getting, you know, two normal-sized episodes to equal maybe like an hour and a half or so of TV. But according to uh, Fathom Events, because they're showing the first episode in the theater and followed by the second episode on January 5th, uh, the runtime of both those episodes together with, I think, a little bit of content is two hours and 45 minutes. I've heard that, too, but I've also heard they're doing a Q&A after it. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does say that there's a Q and A, so that's probably going to take up uh, about an hour or so, maybe uh, mm-hmm. 40, exactly, or so. forty five minutes or so, right? Mm-hmm. So I expect it to be about a two. Yeah, know, that's a good call. I was like, man, yeah. that's a long, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I would love to see these on the big screen. I think that would be a lot of fun. You do have an opportunity. I know. I think an Earth Station Who field trip is in order, and we we'll all dress as Graham. <laughs> a whole audience of grams exactly the voice is in my head tell me to love graham oh we heard stuff all about voices in their head in this episode we're going to be talking about in a few minutes so are the giant crabs talking about telling yeah, us the giant love crabs graham. only talk about graham exactly it could work i think that would be pretty darn awesome that's the sequel Exactly. It's all about Graham. Well, they did have a sequel to this one, if you remember. Well, sort of, yeah. Yes. Yes. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So I think that pretty much wraps up news already. So we like we said, three weeks, folks. Three weeks. You know what two, three weeks ago we were going, we don't know when Doctor Who's coming back. We're just going to be talking about all this stuff. And thanks to Doctor Who, we just had to rearrange our whole schedule all over. (laughs) That was like the sound of every Doctor Who podcast. (laughs) Rearranging their schedules. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think it's, it'll be fun. And you know what? I'd rather watch new Doctor Who and roll with the punches and move our other stuff further back. Oh, definitely. So so I think it would be kind of cool. An idea for a podcast, you know, once the season is over, you know, actually I'm going to steal this a little bit from Alan uh, from, you know, Hulanta, actually. Uh, He posted on his webpage, uh, you know, this is the end of the decade. Would it be fun to do an episode of Earth Station Who where we talk about our favorite, you know, Doctor Who storyline, you know, like a top 10 from the last decade and everything? And just to get, you know, even maybe do that as a at a con or something instead of, so that way we can get some audience, you know, feedback and everything. So we can argue about the best Graham singer. Exactly. Episode. Exactly. Well, there are only 10 episodes of that. So that fits it right there. The top 10. There you go. (laughs) Well, if you do count the New Year's special, that makes it 11. So we'd have to take out one. If it has Graham in it, it counts. (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. (laughs) We're planning on stuff live with you guys here, too. This is pretty darn awesome. 
man, I can't believe. Like, how many people are just like, uh, you know what? I'm tired of this. Click. <laughs> <laughs> if they say Graham one more time. <laughs> just, just take a drink. <laughs> you know, it can't be a drinking game because people would be loaded. <laughs> God, it's almost worse than Mary and I missing up our, you know, guests on the Dragon Con report. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. This is this is serious stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally serious. So, with that though being said, let's take a quick break, and we will be back in a moment. And we are going to talk all about crabs. That's right, folks. We are talking about the macro terror. Ready? We'll be back in a sec. My name is Quote. I tread paths by moonlight that others fear to speak of during the day. I've talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. You may have heard of me. Join Mandy and her friends as they explore Patrick Rothfuss's best-selling fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle. You can find us at casterquest.com or on the ESO Network. Welcome back to Earth Station Who. That's right, folks. We're here to talk all about the Macro Terror. We are going back to March 11th, 1967. And, you know, this is older than Mike Gordon right now. We're talking Doctor Who. That's, you know, a year older than him. Oh, yeah. So, but Mary and I were around already. I was going to say, I'm the baby of the podcast. Exactly. You know, can't you tell, you know? When you talk, you hear him talk, you hear <laughs> the, the youth and joy in his life. Exactly. At least he doesn't call okay, us. Boomer. That's right, boomers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this was interesting because this is one of those storylines that we thought was lost to time. And they, you know, painstakingly went and did the animation for this because they had still had the audio. And it was, I, I probably don't understand how they can have the audio separate. You know, was it just recorded on a different track well, or something lot, and they just kept it separately and they just fans picked over the audio? the audio? They recorded the audio off, off the broadcast and that's the only audio that exists. I don't know if that's true for Macro but I know it's true for some of the others. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting, is there... Um, is there any serials where everything is missing? I think that... Or are there audios available for everything? There's just not videos available for things. I think maybe Dalek Master Plan. I don't think a lot of it is existing anymore. Just in general. Gotcha. But I also... This is one thing we should have talked about in the news. Someone was talking about how... Um, you know, how we've been sending out signals out into space and everything, you know, just not just in general, you know, when we've been broadcasting TV and stuff, and now it's some of it's bouncing back to us. So we may get those episodes of Doctor Doctor Who. Who, Exactly. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, if if they could actually do something like that. Right. The Alpha Centauri is watching Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, that's the whole basis for Galaxy Quest right there. <laughs> well, what have, did you guys get Gil- Gilligan's Island? Oh, those poor people. <laughs> but all right. Yes, we're talking. We're, all right. Let's get into Macro Terror. Macro Terror. Uh, it was an interesting story. As we said earlier in the show, it was the second Doctor with Ben, Polly, and Jamie. And this follows up right after Moonbase, which we, we did reviewed, yeah, this a couple year. of months ago. Yeah. And that also, that also was a partial recreation. And I think it was the same animation style yeah, it looks similar. that they did yeah. for this. Yeah, I think so. The last, the last few they've been, I think, using the same, uh, I think it's Sun and Moon animation studio in Bristol. Um, so I think they've been using them for the last few um, 
which I, I appreciate the consistency. And and I'll say outright, uh, well, first, in full disclosure, this is the second time I'm actually reviewed uh, this this story because at Hulanta, I was uh, on a panel with the um, uh, Watchathon of Wrestling folks, and we reviewed uh, this as well. Um, but uh, I watched the color version of that one of the story for that show. And I watched the black and white one for this to sort of differentiate it. Um, but I will say overall, uh, I think this might be my favorite, like of the animated, like the animation, I think is the best that the animation has ever yeah, been. I, mean, this I actually wonder if this episode oh, sure. is improved by animation in some ways, because, oh, yes. you know, those, you're right. You know, those creatures because were not the realized. <laughs> Oh, exactly. The the uh the the Blu-ray edition that I have or the DVD edition that I have does have some footage that did like just a little bit. It's not much, but that survived. And in that footage you can see what the macro looked like when they filmed it. And let me tell you, uh if you haven't watched that already, um <laughs> give it a watch and you'll be like, Oh yeah, the animation is much better. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, they have on the on the DVD. They actually have the scene where Polly was attacked by the yeah. macro. She, she doesn't get like you know uh, clawed and then like thrown around like a rag doll. Nope, she just kind of basically <laughs> sits down and take me, macro. <laughs> just put me in your mouth. Get it over with. <laughs> so, so that scene alone uh, is is better. Um, so yeah, I think the animation in a lot of ways does does help this, and uh, I'm kind of getting used to seeing specifically the second Doctor Adventures uh, animated because I just I, I don't even really think about it anymore. I'm just watching it like it's a actual like story that you know mm-hmm. exactly, and that's one of the cool things. Let me ask you guys because the DVD that they just put out has both the color version and the black and white. I for when I watched this, I watched it in the black and white because I wanted to be more traditional, like it would have been shown on the air. I watched it in. What the about black you guys? And, and yeah, just I don't know. There's just something about Troughton that he it 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 doesn't feel right to watch it in color for some reason. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, like I said, the first time I watched it earlier this year, I saw it in color. And it wasn't bad. I mean, it was just, but it was something that I, I, it took me out of it, you know, as as far as being an actual story from that time period. Um, You know, especially since we had just, you know, earlier or whatever, seen Moonbase and then connecting this with Moonbase, especially because at the end of Moonbase, you get Mm -hmm. the preview of this episode right cuz they look at the screen and they're like this is going what's going to happen claw. in the future and you see like a uh you know a crab claw and uh you're like oh we're going to eat seafood nope. exactly get the butter that's right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i would recommend i this like i said this time i watched it in black and white and i i think i enjoyed it a lot i mean not a lot more cuz i didn't i don't i don't hate this i actually really enjoy the story um I mean, obviously it's got, you know, issues, but, um, but I think it's overall pretty enjoyable. I'm I'm glad they, they, I mean, there's probably a lot of stories that they could have chosen to uh, bring to life in this way. And I'm kind of glad yeah, they did I mean, this it one was because fun. it was really it was fun to watch. It's mm-hmm. not a bad story. I mean, I think they actually, I'm not sure why they chose giant crab as the antagonist, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> that could have been something different and better. Uh, but it's you know the 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 guest actors are pretty good. Um, I mean, from what I can tell <laughs> from the voices, um, and yeah, the one of them looked like Mo <laughs> from the Three Stooges with the beard. It was yeah, awesome. I mean, but the you know the story <laughs> kind of moves along, and it, and it's it's you know very nineteen eighty four type of story. The um the controller and people's minds uh, being controlled and ha- happy, happy, joyful, joyful workers. I mean, it was, it's definitely a play on communism. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty obvious. Oh, God, yes. You know, the sixties have a lot of that 
type of a thing. Um, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it was, it moved and it, it was actually the cliffhangers were actually very evenly paced and very well done. And it could, I'm so glad oh, it was only yeah. four parts. Though. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of the parts were, uh, seemed, you know, uh, unnecessary. I think, like you said, I think it moved and that could be something that the animators did too. You know, they may, they might've made a conscious effort because, you know, obviously since no footage exists or very little, they don't really know how things were shot. So it's not like they can give us, I mean, I think they can use recreations to kind of look at maybe certain angles, but I think they, they are telling this in sort of more, a more modern storytelling way. You think that maybe they have the original scripts, though, that, you know, describe, you know, like the scenes and everything? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have I, the scripts. I would think so. I don't know. I, I do wish that there had been, uh, you know, sort of a, a nice making of at the end of this. Uh, you know, like the BBC is really good usually about putting together uh, stuff to show you how this stuff was made. And then I was kind of surprised that with all the footage, with all the stuff that's available in this one, that they don't really have a uh, behind the scenes look at it because it would be really cool to look. I mean, a few of these people are still alive. So you could get Frazier to talk about what we're missing, like what we, what, you know, like if, what it was like working on this show and, you know, that would be a real good insight as to far as what we can't see, you know? No, exactly. And so I would love to, you know, if it would have been great if you know because annika is still around and fraser's still around mm -hmm. it would have been great to get that and fraser's great i mean i i mean he i'm sure he could tell really fun stories and and actually you know next to the the doctor i know that this is this is still pretty early for him right yeah this is maybe like his fourth storyline but I think, you know, in the moon base, we were saying that they didn't really know how to use him very well. Oh, yeah, Boy, what a does. difference a story makes because he's he shines in this one. Oh, extremely so. And he is so good in this one. But I think also it's the writing because Ben was a zombie pretty yeah. much most of this one. Right. You know, and it was basically, I think they needed to, they only are able at the time to write for one shining <laughs> companion. <laughs> now it's Graham, but you know, but you know, it's, then it was Jamie, you know, it was either Jamie or Ben and poor Polly was always just, yeah. you know, you wait here, Polly, you know, you don't go to, into the mine, you know, type companions. Thing. And, and still today <laughs> that somebody's always being shoved mm -hmm. aside. Mm -hmm. You have Ryan, you have Graham. Oh. Who's that other one? <laughs> Polly. Oh, no, wait, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And that's that was my big concern going into the new series when they announced all these companions. I was like, man, don't they learn? And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, they must know what they're doing. And then sure yeah, enough, the, the season ends and we're like, no, they didn't do it. Um, so... Um, uh, and they they've had that in the past because, you know, like, I'll give you examples like during the ninth doctor era or 10th doctor era when it was Rose cat Rose and Mickey, Mickey was always the weak one. And, you know, but then that was, uh, that but was if commented on purpose though, I think they did that. They handled that a lot better. Right. But, or, you know, then through, when you threw captain Jack and he, a lot of times eclipsed both of them, you know, in the ninth doctor. Right. But it was always short term. It wasn't like they were on for and for like a story and then they, you know, they finished that up. So I think it was much better handled in the modern era outside of recent season uh, than it was back then, because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a problem. And um, but yeah, like I said, Fraser shines in this. I, I'm glad that they kind of gave Ben something to do. I mean, to turn heel, you know, or whatever um, I thought was you know, like if you need something for him to do, that's that's better than just laying around and not yeah, doing I mean, anything. I actually like, thought that worked like well for Ben, you know, for one of the characters to turn. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and it also feels, and I think I might have gotten this a little bit from Moonbase too, but it also feels that there is, I don't, you know, I mean, we could go into deep dynamics of the character dynamics if you want to, but there seems to be 
uh, a jockeying for position between Jamie and Ben. And I don't think it's over Polly, but it's, but it, it does seem to be this sort of like, I don't know if it's an alpha male kind of thing or whatever, but it seems to be some contention between them. No, I agree completely with that. It's, it's interesting because, you know, you do feel like they're fighting to be the alpha male and, you know, Ben could have easily not been the one to be hypnotized and could have been Jamie because, you know, Jamie doesn't understand the technologies and he could have just listened to the voices as he kept on waking up. Doctor, I'm hearing voices in my head, you know, and it's like, I kind of wonder if that's why Jamie, it didn't work for as much on Jamie because he's not used to that kind of conditioning. I mean, he is, his brain maybe works a little bit different because of the yeah. time period. That he's I mean, running. that would make sense. Yeah, actually. possibly. I mean, they don't really explain <laughs> it. There is a lot, there's a lot of um, fostering going on between no, they don't. and Ben. And God, he certainly isn't very forgiving or understanding about <laughs> Ben being taken over. No, it's like, it's like, you know, you're a traitor. And he was like ready to just like jump on him. I mean, I don't, like I said, as much as we've seen of these, of this trio, I, I can't think that we've seen specific instances where, you know, like in the new series, it would be, I mean, it would be a tug of war, right? Um, you know, you've got Ben and Polly who kind of come in together mm -hmm. and heck yeah. they meet in a bar, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And, and you know, I think we're led to believe that Ben and Polly kind of have a connection. Um, and then, you know, they're traveling with the doctor for a little bit. And then Jamie comes in and it's kind of like, oh, who's this dude? You know, and I don't think there's anything between Polly and Jamie. I haven't seen any evidence of that at all. But just by the very presence, you'd think Ben would be a little, I mean, Ben, it would be defensive, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, Ben's and it, not like the alpha male. <laughs> Stay away from my woman. Don't have you know, chemistry anyway, and so. a new series. <laughs> no, they don't. In a new series, they would really like play that up, but obviously, you know, they don't really get that involved with it in this one. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ben and Polly do leave together, right? Yes. Okay. So. So it's almost implied that they end up together, or whatever. Right. 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 Yeah. So. Yeah, I still, you know, I mean, this is like the third or fourth story that I've seen with Polly, and I just, yeah. I don't well, know. Well, she never she does is. anything except kind of <laughs> run around, scream, or get left behind. I mean, she she's just not very interesting. Yeah, she, there's... Agreed. Agreed, agreed. What do you guys think of the other cast, like the people who were on the planet? The guy, do any the of them stand out for you? Pilot and and Medoc and and Ola, is it Ola? The the heavy, the enforcer guy. Oh god! Yes, yeah. the I mean, literal that, heavy. That, it was right? a little uh, heavy-handed. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and also, you know, it's sometimes hard to tell about the performances in animation because they exaggerate the expressions purposely in the animation. What's really funny, though, is about, you know, I, I could tell from the animation that uh, Pilot's played by Robert Jeffrey, who we saw uh, in another Doctor Who story. I think that we did this year, right? Andrew Jatera? Did we do that this year? I think we, it, it was last, last year, this, this time, this, this time last year, because that's it. when we were doing the uh, uh, Key right, of Time. The, right, the Key to Time. So, um but, uh, oh, I know. I, sorry, that's another one I did with uh, the Watch Thon Arrest one. And I think yeah, yeah, when you yeah. go you know, with other podcasts, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all a blur. Anyway. Um, but His show, their show, blah, 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 you know. My okay. point is, is that in that, you know, that's Robert Gen Jeffrey being like, I mean, he's really over the top. Like, he's he likes to choose scenery um so i think in a lot of ways it's kind of like when you say you know i think in in some ways he's probably like more subdued in the animation uh in this story uh because uh i can't imagine them you know in the actual performance he was probably like just over the top much like he was in in androids of terror although he's playing a different character 
Android Zotero, he's obviously playing the bad guy. And he's like, you know, pretty much twirling his mustache every chance he gets. This one, it's more of a straight up administrator, you know, kind of kind of cool administrator. Like he's he's a guy that, um, you know, is controlling things, but but open yeah, to well, he's kind new of, he's things, which man. you don't see very often. You know, he's the guy that everyone thinks is controlling things, but he's not really. Exactly. But, but he, he he's a very he's a politician right. type. Well, yeah, it's he's true. a very sort of easygoing politician type. So yeah, he was a typical politician in the storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All a puppet. <laughs> They're all puppets. That's right. And we're not getting political on the show. But I'm just saying they're political. No, I'm talking. But yeah, it was it was fun though. And I liked it, you know, because this is, you know, they were calling it, you know, I was reading the Wikipedia, they were calling it a pleasure planet. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's no pleasure <laughs> in that music that they were playing in that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, wow. <laughs> forever. That tune is going to be in my head forever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, but I got to give them credit because, I mean, it's memorable, right? They they did their job. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I think uh, the last time we talked, uh, we were we reviewed uh, Web Planet. And one of the things that I particularly liked about that story was that um, it was taking a chance with other, like, aliens and not having a lot of humans in it. And even though this one is human-based as far as the colony, I like the idea of these because it's really ridiculous, right? These huge crabs uh, come to this planet and, you know, uh, take over, uh, like mask, disguise themselves, you know, through video means as people and take over this colony and force them, like their sole job is to feed them with this like noxious gas that they, that they love that, you know, humans don't and it's it's insane like it's just an insane premise but i love it because it is crazy it's interesting because to me i thought the macro were there first and that when the humans colonized it then they started you know taking over the colony and everything that could be uh i i I don't know. I mean, it is called a colony, yeah. so maybe really you're right there. Maybe. Uh... No, you're right. They didn't really talk about how they got there or whatever. I mean, they kept saying, though, that, I mean, the doctor kept saying that they were like parasites. They were like, they were like invaders, you know, like that, that came and uh, like insects that, that came and feasted on these things rather than being indigenous. I, you'd kind of think that the doctor would be sympathetic to them if they if there was if there was there if it's on their home turf you know what i mean like if the humans uh like you know colonize their planet um but you know i think if there may have been a history with humans coming and like treating them like treating the macro like crap and you know forcing them to to live uh or to almost be extinct you know that might be that might have been a different play on it but instead it's obvious that the macro are just, yeah, just you know, using guys. humans as tools i mean we don't we don't get to really we don't learn exactly. anything at all about macro society or you know who they really are they're just they're no. just there no. to be bad guys Mm-hmm. exactly you don't get to find out that there's a <laughs> yeah. macro rebellion or something <laughs> hidden somewhere <laughs> There's a, they need special equipment to speak English or speak human, right? Um, because, you know, when they're out and about, they can't just say, hey, how's it going? Um, they, so they need special equipment for that. And, uh, you know, when they get upset, their voices get really high. As everyone does, you know. Sure. Yeah. No, just, totally makes sense that, to me there. Come that on. was... I don't get the whole giant crab thing at all. I mean, that was a really questionable choice of uh, antagonist because it has nothing to do with the story, you know. Well, and that makes it even more interesting that, you know, Russell T brought yeah, well, the macro back. Brief, briefly, yeah. Yeah. You know, with the, 
yeah, you know, in gridlock. And it was just interesting, you know, as the doctor said, a mutated form or devolved version of the macro. Which you is know? weird because it's like, I don't know, these guys don't, I guess they are kind of evolved because they did build some things, right? They built technology so they could interact with humans and whatnot. I swear, if there was any scene in this that I wish we could actually see what it looked like, it's the room where the crabs were all together and like their headquarters. Yeah. The control room. I'd like to, Uh, I'd like to just call it red lobster. It's okay. (laughs) Cause, cause that must've been like insane. Like I've seen some of the footage of like the larger ones attacking people and whatnot, but to see what it looked like, you know, did they just have like an aquarium or whatever that they (laughs) had just like live crabs and walking around and pressing buttons and stuff or, probably not they probably didn't have that kind of budget but um but it's but i'm like i'm looking at the i'm looking at the animation i'm like man this is probably way better oh, than sure. anything that they the that BBC did at the time. came off well in live action no 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 i'm sure the animation made it look so much more enjoyable and everything like when they were jumping up towards the window they're gonna they're gonna kill us they're gonna destroy us they could see us you know and everything and you see the crab in the window you know it's so amazing i'm just like that's awesome yeah exactly i'm sure it didn't play up well on the live version (laughs) no i haven't checked all the recreation shots to see if it exists but i I haven't seen anything of it myself, so I don't know if uh, if there is in the shot of that. But I, man, I'd love to see that just to see what it looks like because I bet that's just crazy. Oh, or I'm not, sure. you know? How do you even push yeah. the buttons with those giant claws? Hey, they had, they had giant buttons. Yeah, of course. That's it. Giant buttons. That's it. Exactly. So you know, you assume like you know when the people were being destroyed by the macro they were getting eaten or something because you never saw any bodies or anything yeah they just kind of disappeared yeah so poor me doc all that's left is his goggles exactly you know he became you know crab chowder basically oh sorry okay i'll stop no i won't but anyway (laughs) it was the thing is, you know, it was a fun story. I loved Patrick in it. He was awesome. You know, he was figuring right from the beginning something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I, he just, I, I love the idea that, you know, he just ditched him. Like, from the beginning, like, he's always, he. it's almost like he smells a mystery, and he just needs to follow that, and, like, everybody else be damned, because he's just like, ah, oh, he just leaves his companions and just goes down hallways and goes after... uh uh what's his name again Maydoc, right mm-hmm. um and and tries to find out what's going on there and you know um yeah he and he won't be denied like they put him in a like a little room a cell or whatever he gets out of that and he just goes like he's just he's great and the animation on him i think is just really captures him very well because i can it's not that I even look at it and go, Oh, that's awkward. I wish Patrick was, I was really seeing Patrick. I mean, I do, but I, I don't think of it as much when I'm watching this animation because I think it just, it does simply capture him. In a, in it a, does very mm, much. It so does. exactly. You know, not so much for Polly and her new haircut, <laughs> you know, and Ben, you know, just was like, uh, must, control for the colony or whatever he was kept on saying he was very forgettable jamie was awesome though so jamie like i'm gonna take a two by four to this thing whack this thing in the head <laughs> and That's i love awesome. i love it when he finds the elevator this old rickety elevator that puts him out right outside the you know the room <laughs> yeah. where they're doing auditions or practicing for celebration i mean yeah i love that he has to First of all, he could have climbed over the boards <laughs> that are in front of the elevator. But no, he, ha- he and, takes the time to pull them off, and then it just works. He just flips a switch. And he goes. Exactly. He just, boom, he's there. And it's funny because you hear him struggling with it on the audio, but he, uh, in the animation, he's just like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls it right up. Yeah, it doesn't match up exactly there. 
No, and it was it was funny. And then he dances. But yeah, and then he dances. Ta-da! He's doing the safety does that, dance. Does that Highlander dance? It's like, yeah, that's man, Fraser. Where's that footage? <laughs> mm, exactly. He should have that in his own personal collection. So, I think that's pretty awesome. All right. Do we have any final thoughts on this one before we go ahead and rate it? Like I said, I think uh, I, I think this company is doing more animation ones. I, the next one they're doing is it a second Doctor story as well? The faceless ones. Yeah, is that, that's or is that an, the first that, Doctor? No, that's the next story actually. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, they're going. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. I, I, like yeah, let's do it. I mean, I would kind of wish that it was. Oh, and here's something I just saw online. I didn't. I'll have to break out my DVD again because according to this. Uh, at least on Wikipedia, it says that uh, the release of this contains not only the color and black and white versions, but also a bonus abridged animation of episode one of Wheel in Space, which introduces Zoe. Oh. So I don't know. I didn't see that on my copy. Is it only, so I don't know only, if that was just for the British release. Yeah, I think it's only certain. Damn versions. you, British. Because I saw that but too. If they, but if they're... If they're animating that series, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, that'd be great to do because that one's also been lost. Right. And uh, Zoe's like one of my favorite companions from this time. So mm-hmm. so you just like the cat suit, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's cool. But yeah, uh, Faceless Ones is coming out in on DVD and Blu-ray in 2020. And it's going to be a six-parter. Mm-hmm. So that's what we get to look forward to. So it should be cool. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's go ahead and rate this one out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Mary, you get to go first. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, well, I, you know, I found this. I enjoyed this actually more than I thought I was going to because it's giant crabs. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my, my expectations, actually, I mean, I love Patrick Troughton so much, but my expectations weren't that high because I'm not a huge Ben and Polly fan, though I do love Frasier. Um, but it was fun. It was it was really fun. The story wasn't bad. The performances were pretty good from what you could tell. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. So I think I will give it a, a 3.75. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> going for those fractions. Okay, Mikey. That is absolutely fair. And I think I'm going to agree with that uh, 100% because I, yeah, you're right. I can't quite give it a four because story wise, I just, I need more, right? Mm. I need more story. I need something that's a little bit like makes a little bit more sense. But yet, um, look, I had to watch this twice. I reviewed this twice this year. So I watched it twice. And when we, announced that we were going to do this uh, for this show, I was not like, oh, I got to watch that again. No, instead I was like, oh, cool. I'll just watch the Black and White one. So I did. And look, I, I've seen this a couple times now. I wouldn't mind popping it in every once in a while. It's a, it's a, it's a great story that I think holds up. It's a fun story, I think, that holds up. Um, and, uh, and I think it's one of the best animated ones that, they, that, that they've done so far. Um, and if this is going to be the way that it keeps going that with the animation ones then um i say bring up keep bringing them on because the if they're they're only getting better okay awesome i'm gonna give this one a three and a half uh love the story patrick is amazing uh, of course fraser is amazing ben and polly brought it down for me and you know i wish you know I can't wait till we get to part of second doctor era when it's, you know, Jamie and Victoria or Jamie and Zoe, because I just want to see those stories more than the Ben and Polly characters. I just was never a fan of them with the first doctor, the stories that we've seen or reading the books or the second doctor. So, you know, I, be gone, be gone, as I like to say. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at who at esonetwork.com. Definitely would love to hear your thoughts on this one. All right, folks. 
we are going to be back in a couple weeks, right before Christmas. And, you know, we're going to be doing finally. That's right, folks. And let's see if I torture the name of this one. And it is, we're going to be talking about the Paternoster Gang. And did I get it right? Yes. All right. All right. We are going to do big finishes, the Paternoster Gang, Heritage One. And this is going to be a whole series with these guys. And it's awesome to, you know, Strax and Jenny and, of course, Madam Vastra. It's just a great adventures and Big Finish hooked up to it and knocked it out of the ballpark. And it's going to be fun to talk all about it. But until then, my name is Mike Faber. Let's say thank you to, of course, Mr. Michael Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. And Mary Ogle. Oh, I had a great time. There's nothing like talking about crabs. Oh, yeah. Now I want to go to Joe's Crab Shack. I'm in the mood for seafood. <laughs> There's no such thing as the macra. <laughs> <laughs> or Joe's Crab Shack anymore. No. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Joe's, Joe's Macra Shack. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Damn, we're missing our calling. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time here on Earth Station Who. Have a great holiday if we don't talk to you before that. Peace. And we're done. Yay. Now I want to open the Macro Shack. The Macro Shack. <laughs> the Macro Shack. A little place called the Macro Shack. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.